Hey, 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 folks, and welcome to another episode of Fascination Street with me, Jimmy Pearson, and my co-host, Mika Pearson. Hey, guys. This show is brought to you in association with PMGGoods.com, cosmic clothing for our community by a member of our community. Not only do they do Mika's signature range, but they also have a great new range of shirts for the casual to hardened ufologist. So, Mika, how's your week been? It's been very good, thank you. Yeah, anything special going on? Um, well, it's my beautiful school holidays, finally. Summer vacation. Yeah. Yeah, have you done anything good yet? Uh, yeah, I think at the moment it's going really well. Yep, been anywhere, seen anyone, done anything? I went to my friend's house. Oh. I don't want to mention his name, just no, in don't, case. Don't, no, don't mention his name, just in case he's being watched or we're being watched. Oh. You know what it's like. They are. They are watching us. I wonder if they are. Oh, damn. I wonder if we're showing up on any radars yet. Oh, God. Well, no, we are, because I know that, like, people listen to us now. Yeah, but that's creepy. Aliens listening to us. No, I just meant anyone in general listening to us oh, okay. I'm, I'm probably sure they do as well <laughs> <laughs> so um, so first of all I'd like to start this show by apologising to all of our listeners because we've had this show down for a little while now haven't we yeah and um, we plan to get it out earlier on this week but I'm not sure if any of you in the US uh, saw, uh, I know a lot of you in the UK did, but we had a storm at the start of the week. Yes. Which was very, very, very much lightning. Yep. Very, very, very much thunder. Yep. And very, very, very much windy. Yes. Now, as most of you know, I'm actually a sailor. So, where the storm is chucked up, it's really, really kicked the sea up. So out there, it's actually been very, very rough. And when you mix that with thousands, and I do mean thousands of people, trying to go across the channel, it's a bit of a disaster, isn't it? Yeah, because we it, couldn't even come and get you. I know, right? And then on top of that, I mean, you, you right, where, where we are... Um, in the UK, we are on the southeast coast, and we are the closest point to France. Now, there are two ways of getting across to France. Number one is obviously the ferry, and number two is the Channel Tunnel. Now, if you've never heard of the Channel Tunnel, this was made back in the 90s, and it is a tunnel that goes right underneath the sea. Yeah, but wasn't there steam engines before the um, diesels? No, no, no! This was back in the nineties, not the eighteen nineties. This, this was made when this was made when I was little. Oh gosh! So, I mean, to you, it's probably very old. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> we'd we'd bypass steam engines by then. We'd we'd like found like electric and stuff. There was no horse and carts. Or... Yeah. Let's go in me mum's car. Let's go in me mum's car. Let's vroom, go for vroom. a nice family drive. Um. Yep. Yeah. So. Um. So, I digress slightly. So, where we've had this storm and everything, um, it's created problems for the train because of the electricity outages and stuff like that. So, in the end, a lot of the trains got cancelled and people had to divert to the ferries, which meant every sailing was absolutely rammed. 
uh, some of the sailings were like well over 2,000 people on our ship. So you imagine the time it takes to load like 300 plus cars and then 20 odd coaches onto a ferry. I mean, it takes a long time. So we just had delay after delay, day after day. And I was even late getting off today, which is why we're late recording this. Yeah, don't worry, we're just whinging, guys, don't worry. I'm not whinging, I'm just giving a nice explanation to people as to why their two favourite people in the whole wide world are late getting their show up. Except from Jimmy. you got to think about that one. Yeah, okay, well, he, he, he is a bit, he's, he's only a little bit more popular than us. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll only be a matter of time before we start getting the invites to, you know, all the conferences and that. and Maybe even going to America. I'd love to go to America. Okay, I don't want to sing the song of Green Day. One. Please, no, please don't sing any, no. any song. No, don't, don't do that. You're better than that. Yeah, don't be that guy. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's where we're at. So, um, apologies there for the show coming out late to you. Um, but it was slightly beyond our control, wasn't it? Yeah. So we've got the show written out, haven't we? In fact, we've even got the next show written out, and we've got some wow. really, we have, we've got some cool stuff on the way. So the first one I want to get into is um, is a is a news article that I found in one of the UK newspapers, and it's called "Alien Abductions: Extraterrestrial Implants Detected in Some Patients Undergoing Surgery." Implants. Wow, I love implants. You you like the whole story of it, don't you? Mm. I've got to say, um, that's one of my favourite stuff about aliens. It's right; they were very fifty-one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Area 51 is my favourite. I didn't actually know there was an Area 52 in l- until I heard of it. Yeah, that's that's normally how people hear of things. But that has gone beyond the alien abductions and all of that, implants. That's gone in on top of Area 52. That is just gone. Yeah, of course. I mean, because you, you've always a bit, been a bit interested, haven't you? Because... Mm. Uh, when we mentioned it before. And then, I know we keep referencing it, don't we? The people of Earth. Yeah. And then, I mean, I don't want to do any spoilers, but the film, Beyond the Sky. Yeah. I mean, it's all kind of related in one way or another, isn't it? Yeah. And the same as that implant is mm-hmm. like metal. Yeah. And I'm not doing any spoilers of one of the movies. I can't remember what it was. That, that w- girl. Beyond the Sky. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she was adopted to seven, eighteen, and then wasn't it twenty-seven? No, it was. She was abducted when she was seven, fourteen, twenty-one, and then it was twenty-eight. That's it, weren't it? And then when it turned to her twenty-eighth birthday, are you sure you want to say this? Think about it very carefully. There may be people out there in Fascination Street Land that haven't seen the film. No, I'm just going to leave that there. You're going to leave it there? Yeah. So what, what do you think? I mean, when it, when it comes to, like, you know, experiences and, you know, implants and that, I mean, do, what's your take on it? I mean, do you, do you have any, any real kind of, like, thoughts on what they're there for and stuff? Because, I mean, I know, like, the metal compound in some of them is it's off the scale. It's not... Yeah. Well, I think... And I'm not going crazy, anything like that. Yeah. But what I think was, when they put the implants in, mm-hmm. like the movies, yep. they 
put a backstory to it, and then when they go and explain it to their friends, yep. it comes out in a different way. They can't say they um, had an experience. Yeah, good lad, good lad. And um, you, you can't, you know, you have to believe your friends. You wouldn't just, your friends wouldn't come up to you and say, I had an experience. You'd go, no, you haven't, you liar. So, so you, you think that possibly some of these implants are there as proof that this ex- experience yeah. or and phenomenon is real? And then when their friends come with them to the hospital for a scan yep. and they see it, then they're just like, oh, damn, I am wrong. That did go down. But do you think, I mean, do you think they actually serve any function, though? I mean, like, for the person that has the implant, do you think it serve any function? I mean, do you think, like, it, for instance... It can give you headaches, I've got to say that, and it gives you visions. Ooh, that's interesting. Would you, like... Like people of Earth. Yeah. Aussie yep. keep on having visions of a moose. What? What? I think it was a deer. It was too too small to be a moose. Well, anyway. Mind you, to be fair, Daddy's known a few mooses. What? And they were quite big. What is that? You cannot... Well, you can vision that. But that day, Hmm. he also hit a deer or a moose. Yeah. And it also said, Aussie, don't get weird. Don't get weird. You know, I'm using that so much with people at work now. Just, you know, look, man, I don't mean to be rude, but just don't get weird. But it's becoming the new thing. Don't get weird. Mind you, saying that, we've used it a lot at home, haven't we? Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've, I always wondered whether or not, like, an implant, implant or anything like that was, I don't know, maybe something like um, there can be messages to it and, you know, or, you know, oh, another thing as well. It's like when you watch like those nature programs and you see these dudes flying over these nature reserves in helicopters and they've got those guns with the tracking things in. Oh, yeah. I mean... That could, could be an implant, but like well, no, the it, our version. Or the extraterrestrial version, exactly. right? Exactly. So what they do is they fly over like certain like endangered species or something like that, like they used to with rhinos, and they used to fire the dart, and it used to put like the capsule into the head, so they could track it where it was, what it was doing, its habits and stuff like. That. I mean, I wonder whether or not an implant or whatever could possibly be used for that purpose, because you know you said like in the film where the girl is um, abducted. Or yeah, where would they know where she was? Exactly. That is what the exact thing I was about to get into. What's that? The whole tracking thing? Yeah, because she said, didn't she, her exact words, they keep on following me wherever I go. Yeah, right, totally. How can they do that when they... Uh, well... I'm not saying this, yeah. and I'm not saying it isn't, when they're small, and some are big, yeah. I can admit that, but some are small, how can they even reach that? Yeah. Admit it, how can they even get one of their, um, for example, your computer's on the desk, yeah. and you're jumping up to try and at least press a button, Yeah. how is that going to work? I don't know. Um, and that's what I mean. So, um, I, um, I know you haven't seen it yet, 
But I mean, there is there is the film out there about all of this, and like uh, myself and Mummy, I mean, we've we've sat and we've watched a few programs featuring Doctor Roger Lear, and he was the guy. He was like he was like number one when it comes to all of this, and he sort of like identified the. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that one in a minute when we go through the story. But yeah. you had like Doctor Roger Lear, and like some of the things he used to say. I mean, it was it was just you know. I mean, to begin with, you listen to some of it and you think, that's not right. It can't, it's a bit weird. And no. But then it, it turns out it's not that weird after all, that it is a real thing. But I wonder, going back to the tracking thing, how many of these people that have ended up with a chip in them, I wonder how many times any of them have been... Mul- a crisp? <laughs> a potato chip? Yeah. No. One of the implant chips. I wonder how many of those people have been multiple experiences. Because obviously, if we're going down all along the line of thinking of tracking, using it as a tracking beacon for that person or whatever, then I wonder if, you know, they've tracked them and then picked them up at another time or another place. And I mean, take get rid of the idea of the movie for a second. I mean, we're talking real life here, real life experiences that have had implants. I wonder if any of them have been taken away multiple times. Well, that is also what I was about to get in. Because what happens is, if you get abducted, sorry, or like had an experience, and um, you had a time limit, because you don't know what that time limit is... But you, well, it visualises in your head. Yeah, but they do say time time stops or you you, you just have you missing lose. time. Like, you know, like Travis Walton. Mm. You lose time. Yeah, exactly. You lose at least an hour or it goes forward an hour. Yeah, but I mean, there's been people that have been reported missing for days. Exactly. So I wonder how much of a time... I mean... I don't know, because, I mean, I know I know we have got friends out there that are experiencers and stuff like that, and, I mean, I'm I'm interested in some of, some of the experiences that people have had, especially, like, the time-lapse thing, and it'd be interesting to see whether or not any of our friends that are experiencers have ended up with an implant, or Think are they unaware? Jerry from People of Earth. He was gone for four days. Yeah, totally. Well, no different to Travis Walton, was it? I mean, he was gone what five days, and his friends were about to be done for his murder because they thought they'd murdered they'd murdered him. But, but I mean, you know of Travis Walton, don't you? But mm. you you don't know you haven't seen the film yet because no. obviously we're going to proof watch it first to make sure it's okay for you. Yeah. Even though it's not, you know, it's not perfect story. I mean, some of it has been made more action. Yeah. Because of Hollywood wanting to sell the movie, etc. But I mean, I know I know the Travis Walton story. I've heard Travis Walton talk about his experience many times, and you know, it it totally fascinates me. It really, really does. <laughs> Fascination Street, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you got that. So yeah, so let's get into the story then. So it was that uh, most implants or microchips have been identified in the body of those who claim to have been abducted by aliens. And, they and there we go, we managed to go 15 minutes before hitting the cough button. Yeah. 
So let's start that again, shall we? Yeah. Most implants or microchips have been identified in the body of those who claim to have been abducted by aliens and they're similar. They are smaller than the head of a vine and have always been found on the right side of abductees, both in the head and on other parts of the body. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, what did they just use? I know. Shut the front door and close all the windows. They were... They're all about the size of the head of a vine, and they've always been found on the right side of the abductee's body. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is too harsh. Well. Abductees. What? Sorry, experiences. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, so they've always been found on the right-hand side of the experiences. Yeah. Um, both in the head. Obviously. And in other parts of the body. Now I've seen, I've seen some of the X-rays that have been done on people' oh. experiences. Sorry, <laughs> I've seen um, the X-rays that have been done, and it's it's incredible. I mean, one of the ones I saw, I think it was. There's a, there's a guy that you don't know of, and he's called L.A. Mazzuli, and he done um, one of his watches episodes, and that's available on Amazon. And he actually goes off, and he's actually with Dr. Lear when this guy goes into him, and he's got this thing in his leg. And they go off, you see him x-ray the leg, and then you see like the x-rays come back, and you can see the fragment in his leg. I was thinking about the foot. How can... You put, like, a metal chunk or something like that yeah. in a foot. It's probably no different to how you ended up with that thorn in your foot yesterday. Oh, that hurt. Yeah, right. I couldn't get it out. No. My hands were too slippery. So, Dr. Roger Lear, who's the guy that we were saying about earlier, and Dr. Sims. Now, this is Daryl Sims. Yeah. You may, you may have heard of Daryl Sims before. From a yeah. certain radio show. Oh, Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy. Yes. So you've heard, you've definitely heard Daryl Sims before, mm. and they're the best known specialists in the world in the research and study of alien implants. Now, Dr. Roger Lear was a prestigious specialist in foot surgery, as well as a follower of the UFO phenomenon from a really early age. Okay. When he saw an X-ray belonging to one of his patients. Uh, where he saw an anomalous graft for the first time, he specialised in this phenomenon through the recovery of more than 20 addicts extracting from his patients, this technology recording all the evidence of his surgical interventions. Okay. So, I mean... I'm, I'm a bit confused, but okay. I'll uh, roll with it. Yeah, I know. So the objects extracted by Dr. Lear produced a surprising result. While they were still inside the patient, the objects maintained an anomalous magnetism. And when they were taken out, they stuck to the instruments that were used. You know, like you got the little scalpel for cutting and the, yeah. the tweezers and that pulled the bits out. I know, this it's pretty grim. If only people could see your face right now. It's pretty... After this, I will we'll take a picture and we'll put it on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so when they were pulling out, like, tweezers and that, they, they'd be, like, surprisingly, like, like magnets on metal. You know, like, when you go down and you play with the fridge magnets and stuff oh, yeah. like that. 
It's like that. It sticks. I know. Pretty cool, huh? So, the other guy, Daryl Sims, Dr. Daryl Sims, if you prefer, mm. is a former CIA agent Oof. <laughs> and director of the Foundation for Interactive Research and Space Technology and um, has instead identified several foreign implants extracted in surgery. Dude, how many jobs have you got? I know, right? <laughs> he likes to keep his finger in the pie. Yeah. <laughs> He does not want to take it out. I will never give up my jobs. I'm with the Queen. <laughs> He's over in America. Oh, uh, well. No oh, with... The people, the people, just the yes, people. the people. Don't say nothing controversial. <laughs> the strong men. Stop it, stop it. Right. So, yeah, so, again, I mean, it's weird. So again, that they're, they're magnets. So it's magnetism. It's metal. It's implanted. Okay. <sighs> so can we like stick it on our fridge and just go? This is an implant. Yeah. This this was a loving <laughs> gift given to me that time. Yeah. That I had that little holiday up in the UFO. And I have to wash it. So. Dr. Roger Leary, he talked about the surgeries and uh, the results of these implant surgeries are very unusual. In all these cases, there was virtually no inflammatory, which means swelling, or rejection, which means the body get Because you know sometimes when you get an infection, oh, yeah. your body rejects, doesn't it? It does that horrible, yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a response, um, and this is not the usual response in the reactions of foreign tissues, things that shouldn't be in the body, right? Obviously. Normally, foreign bodies embedded in tissues produce a type of acute and chronic swelling response oh. and may include fibrosis and cyst formation, which means like lumps and bumps, and Ugh. but not in this case. Here, the pathological reports, medical reports, okay. yeah, are the first two surgeries revealed that the metal objects were enclosed in a dense, very dense and grey membrane consisting of protein clots. Hello. Grey membrane. Oh my gosh. What? Very dense and grey membrane. So a grey, put something in you that went grey. Well, of course it's a grey. <laughs> it's blowing your mind that, isn't it? You're just like, uh, you really thought about that. Just was, that second where it all went inside. It was like, like, what? Well, of course The film Scanners, where the guy was concentrating so much and his head blew up. That was you for a minute there. You're like... Well, of course it's a grey. <laughs> Of course, everything that it touches turns grey. I know, right? Well, even this, you turn all grey. All grey. I see already. So, proteins from the blood and skin cells that are usually found in the superficial layer of the skin. It has also been found that the hard and biological cocoons covering the implants contain nerve receptors and nerve cells. So, it's like they've been plugged in to the nerves like a phone charger pretty much like a USB <laughs> so if you imagine like that being plugged into like oh. 
your because you know like your nerves they're, they're what create responses yeah. in the body in it like so if i go like pinch your booby like that <laughs> yeah you feel that and that's all through the nerves so you imagine you've got something in there so when i go like come here come here just give me a booby all right give me your arm give me your arm so when i go like that you get that feeling but it's going to pass through that don't pinch me stop it you'll be grounded so the implant uh the implant bud um also has a bright green fluorescence in the presence of an ultraviolet light source okay the implants of the two women uh in the second group of surgical interventions did not show any metallic properties such as the implants for the first group of surgical interventions in fact the whitish spheroidal <laughs> that's a good word huh? i am I not no 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 spheroidal no at least it's not as bad as the last inhabitable inhabitable <laughs> that even ended up hashtagged can you believe that what really yeah inhabitable Inhabitable. In, 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 oh, I don't get it. Yeah, no, true inhabitable. story. Inhabitable. Hang on, did your did our sponsor teach you how to say it? No, they just took the mickey out of me for it. <laughs> so the steroidal objects <laughs> did not contain the hardened biological outer jackets nor the fluorescent ones of an ultraviolet light source. The implants of the two women in the second group of surgical interventions did not show... Hello, what's going on here? Oh, no. I've read... Oh, I've twice. Oh, dear. I'm not having a good day here, am I? No. Well, should we just, you know, like, instead of doing this, should we make our own... Should we, instead of all of this, how about we just make up our own show in our head? We are there. We are there. There's something in our head called a brain. I know. Maybe we should use it. I know. Instead of using, like, a tablet. So, Daryl Sims uh, commented on the implants. It seems that the thick, fibrous membrane may have been the surface of the person himself. If this is the case, it seems the metal objects are wrapped in a sheath of material similar to keratin, the skin surface. Okay. Nerve fibres surround the tissue and appear to be attached to larger nerves. The fact that both people from the first group of surgeries objected verbally and physically could be an indication of this connection of the nervous system. Now, Daryl Sims believes that the indications revealed on the graphs lead um, exclusively to an extraterrestrial origin. A series of elementary questions was asked to each of the patients who participated in the experiment. When asked how and when their implants could be inserted, the patients reported having been present along with other witnesses to UFO sightings, but without remembering the implantation. Alice Levy has released uh, the following statement. I have no idea when the object was inserted but seemed aware of an abnormal bulge in the leg after a meeting with the UFOs in San Diego in 1993. In fact, I noticed the clot, but after the meeting with the UFO... <clears throat> excuse me. So the installation... So, 
putting it in and that they almost always have behavior that seems to be intelligent they live through the blood of implants in addition to adopting their dna through biological membranes when they are in human tissue implants are surrounded by an unusual strong coating composed of proteins okay that's quite weird it is well, of course the implant's going to be like covered in for example like a shield because if it gets damaged yeah. think about it if they have a tracker in it for an example yeah. you know like um for example a robber's loot yep that always has a tracker in it don't it you might well, it does nowadays yeah yeah and if you take it the robbers will know where you are Oh, okay, right. You might find this bit interesting. The type of coating adapts to the DNA through yeah. the biological membranes. Moreover, the implants are surrounded by a coating of proteins and keratin. This prevents rejection from the body since it does not produce any immune response, which means it's good, you know, it just blends in with the body. Mm, you just think it's never there, but you get headaches. Because normally in human life that never happens, headaches. It depends well, what it mean. is. But I haven't had a headache for a month now. You see, I get loads of them. It's normally when I spend the whole day with you. Oh. <laughs> Stop Just hitting checking. me in the head. Just checking. I'm just checking. <laughs> What, are you checking me for implants? Yes. No, 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 no. I don't think mine's anything to do with extraterrestrial at all. Okay. My dad has got an implant in him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fantastic. I've lost where we are now. Good. Uh, do you know what? I think it's a silly idea going to tablet. We should have just carried yeah. on writing it as normal, don't yeah. you? The struggle is real, people. High tech is not the way to go. We used to have such a good tight ship on this show. We really did. And now technology is failing us. Right, so moreover, it is such a rigid flow that it cannot be cut by a tempered steel scalpel, but can only be cut through the laser. So far, uh, no prosthesis or medical implant has been built with this material. So there you go. That is that. That is weird. I know, right? I mean, there's there's loads more to kind of investigate, but I mean, that's not a bad start, is it? Because I know right. that you you are really into the whole kind of... Implant stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm not being silly, but I think implants are only like the tiniest little gap up from area 51 if i learn that is there actual aliens there yeah i'm going to get a ticket i'm gonna cross that line well, I don't think i'm gonna risk it they won't for the queen they won't i don't think yeah but i don't think they will anymore move because where they've opened up like area 52 i mean they they admitted about area 51 didn't they and I think the only reason they've done that is because they moved everything there to somewhere else. Exactly. Which is why they were so open about yes, this is this is it. Because by the time because the public interest was so big in Area fifty one, at some point they had to they had to come out and they had to say about it. But I think before they did, everything was moved. So Because if you admit it yeah. and 
if you're a government, of course you're going to move something. Yeah. Because if you move something to an area you're not even known, yep. and then they admit Area 52, what about Area 53? They might make an Area 53. Who, s- who says there isn't already one? Exactly. There might be even an Area 1000. I don't think they've probably gone that far yet. I mean, probably... 100. 56? 57? <laughs> maybe maybe they've just finished off the 50s. They, You know, they, they're kind of <laughs> 59. <laughs> you know? Maybe we should now make an Area 1. <laughs> Sorry, Let's gone. do maybe all of the numbers. Right, now, another story that I found, I was going through the net the other day, and it was from um, a site called uh, Gizmo- uh, Gizmodo, and I've got some good stuff from there, including ghost ships. But this is a story about... David Jones. America could lose <gasps> its access to the International Space Station for nearly a year. Ooh. Now, Boeing and SpaceX owing to manufacturing delays and certification hurdles, are unlikely to provide NASA with the vehicles required to transport astronauts to the International Space Station next year, according to an alarming new government report. Right. As a result, and starting in late 2019, the United States might not have a crew aboard the ISS for nearly an entire year. Wow. No, right? NASA's commercial crew program is in jeopardy, according to a report published this week by the US government's accountability office, and a plan is now needed to ensure uninterrupted access to the International Space Station. Failure to do so could result in the United States losing its ability to send astronauts to the International Space Station once NASA's uh, contract expires with uh, the Russia's... Oh, hello. Uh, Sawyer's program in November 2019. We like November. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Well, I was thinking more like me and your birthdays, actually. Oh. That's the reason I, I like I, it. I, I, I just like that. In total, remember, remember the 5th of November. I don't even know what it really means, to be honest. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, you do. I don't. Fireworks night, Guy Fawkes. A pew! So um so yes there we go. Um the GOA report warns that the US may lose its ability to send astronauts to the space uh, for a period lasting 9 months or more and that sucks, right? Yeah. The country that sent astronauts to the moon from 1968 to 1972 mm. like it was nobody's <laughs> business. The country that maintained a reasonable <laughs> renew- Stop it. Reasonably reliable astronaut delivery service from 1981 to 2011 in the form of a now-retired space shuttle program could soon be grounded. And if you carry on laughing, you'll be grounded too, young man. It would appear that NASA's shift to using private sector partners in conjunction with budget cuts has now made the United States a bit player when it comes to launching crewed missions into space, at least for now. So that's not good. One of the countries that was like the biggest in like space exploration and space travel 
you know it's kind of been a bit overtaken because i mean you think you've got places like india they're they're getting into the space program now china they're really into it right now you know and i don't know it's a bit of a weird one moo namaste namaste my friend <laughs> so uh so in uh, 2014 nasa signed contracts with boeing and spacex to develop vehicles capable of transporting astronauts to the iss collectively the contracts are worth 6.8 billion dollars billion billion not even one of the famous people have one of those according to the gao but the programs have been beset with delays the spacex dragon capsule was originally scheduled for early 2017 but it's not expected to be certified until February 2019. Boeing Starliner, which was supposed to be ready during the third quarter of 2017, has been pushed to January 2019. So, both vehicles could be ready in early 2019, but that's not the problem. The issue, as the GAO sees it, has to do with NASA's rather vague certification process, which is needed to determine if these new capsules will be safe enough for human spaceflight. The current process requires NASA to assess the probability of a crew member getting killed or disabled during a flight. That's never good. Being get, Getting a bit killed is never good, is it? No. I mean, you never get another go at doing it again, do you? No. You yeah, know? It's, it's bad times. <laughs> How... However, NASA doesn't have a consistent approach for calculating this metric, which means results can vary based on who within NASA is conducting the analysis, according to the GAO report. The government auditors say further delays are likely, as the commercial crew program schedule risk analysis shows that the certification milestone is likely to slip. This presents an obvious problem with the Soyuz contract expiring late next year. These anticipated delays could result in a gap, possibly lasting nine months or more, in which the United States won't be able to send astronauts to the International Space Station. Well, that doesn't sound good. NASA could try to book seats aboard for, uh, future Soyuz missions, but that could be easier said than done. The process for manufacturing the Soyuz spacecraft and contracting uh, for those seats typically takes about three years, meaning additional seats would not be available before 2021, notes the GAO report. It's all very bleak, but the GAO made several recommendations in this report. In addition to regularly sharing its scheduled risk analysis with Congress, GAO says NASA... Na NASA? NASA? NASA, 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 You've made a new rocket company nasha well done thank you nasa should develop and maintain a contingency plan for ensuring a presence on the iss until a commercial uh, crew program contractor is certified in advance of these capsules being ready the space agency agency so i'm doing it again oh i know right you really like the she 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 sheldon she sure um determines risk tolerance levels for its crew and once nasa nasa i love the way grant cameron says it nasa um 
has completed and uh, the anticipated certification reviews uh, it should document lessons learned relating to potential loss of crew as a safety threshold for future crewed spaceflight missions given the complexity of the metric the GAO's uh, recommendations are as vague as they are obvious of course NASA see I got it that time yeah I'm going to do it one more time NASA needs a backup plan and a way to fix this uh, convoluted certification thing but hey what more should we expect from government auditors? Their job is to point out the problem, not to solve them. NASA, and especially Congress, which holds the purse strings, needs to figure this out. This is totally not cool, right? Mm, I think your favourite um, word at the moment is NASA. Are we hashtagging that today? Yep. Hashtag NASA. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Putting it out there to the world. Putting it out there to the world on the wibbly wobbly web, right? Yep. The world of Twitter. Hashtag NASA. Okay, yep. people. Fascination Street. Hashtag us. Hashtag Twitter. Hashtag NASA. Hashtag <laughs> Fascination No, Nasha. Nasha. And hashtag Weird Face. And then we will be putting that picture out. Right. So, where we've been busy this week. We've sadly not had enough time together where we can have a family movie evening, have we? Whereas no. every week we try and get at least a movie or two in, and over the yeah. past few weeks it's all been like UFO movies, in it? Yeah. But I've this week, it. It, yes, there's been some really, really good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. In fact, what we want is, if you're listening and you know of any good UFO movies, get in contact with us. I mean, we've, we've got a good few here that... I've already got a good collection and we're going through some of the newer stuff. I mean, a lot of it we don't know about. So if you can recommend any decent new movies to us of the ufology nature, please do. But, and there is a but here, we have just got the new album from Darren Malakian and Scars on Broadway called Dictator and we have listened to it so much, right? Yeah. I mean, it's such an amazing album. And it delves into everything from straight-up thrash metal to early 80s metal. And also signature Middle Eastern-influenced guitars. Lyrically, it's also just as fantastic. Although the album was, in fact, written six year- and recorded six years ago, there is such relevance on the tracks such as Live's where Malakian encourages Armenians to be proud of their culture and heritage. And that's come at a time where, you know, Armenia have just removed their corrupt government in a peaceful uprising. And fearsome with lyrics like, we won't obey, your politics will never corrupt me. I mean, this was written six years ago, and the lyrics are like spot on for now. So I don't know whether or not that's why it was released now, because everything, it's so much... And although Mika is oblivious to a lot of the lyrics and the messages contained within, I mean, he still headbangs like a crazy thing to the tunes. And it's really, really hard not to want to move. I mean, it's a really good album, isn't it? Yeah. I would not leave that room unless that turns off. And it just makes you want to bounce, don't it? I mean, we were headbanging really well to it the other day. And it we, just feels like you want to crush down your old and house. And you just, 
it just goes, you know, you can listen to it over and over, and it just gets better with every play, don't it? So, out of five, I think we're giving it a six. I'm giving it um, 100. 100 out of five. I'm giving it definitely a six out of five. Now, onto the bit that I was very excited about. In another Fascination Street first, Following on from last week's artist review, this week we're reviewing another show. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. We are. We are. I want to say. I want to say. Wait. Ooh. Uh. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. So yeah, you heard me right. We are reviewing another show, and it is the three. Femigos that make up the Iron Maidens, wasn't it? The Maidens. Iron Maidens. <laughs> Seriously. They could be called the Iron Man now. No, you know who they are. They are our beautiful friends, the Multiverse Maidens. Stacy, you rock. Stacy, Jess, and Kelly. I mean, I like them all. They are really, really lovely. Even though you still call them the Iron Maidens, I don't Come know whether on. or not. I don't know whether or not it's because that's a band. there's a lot of Iron Maiden music <laughs> that goes on or not. But so it's for me a real pleasure to review this show because we are fans, and I really hope we don't mess this up and do them a disservice. Because honestly, where they are at the moment, they are fantastic. I mean, I get up at stupid o'clock in the morning to watch their shows. Every live one that they do, I try and get to. And the last one they'd done with Joy Jackson was an absolute barnstorm. It was fantastic. And Joy was just... I'm really into Joy as well. Uh, after seeing her on the Multiverse Maidens, fantastic. So, the Multiverse Maidens is an all-female hosted show that covers consciousness, conspiracy and pop culture with respectively three points of view. The maidens are Kelly, Jess and our dear friend Stacy. After completing their respective degrees in film, television and broadcasting and English, Jess and Kelly began truly exploring the world of the paranormal and metaphysical. For the last decade plus, they have researched and studied subjects from energy healing, ghosts and aliens. About two years ago, Jess and Kelly began conception and developing the Multiverse Maidens talk show. But as it does, sadly, events in life kept pushing their goal back, like it did with us when we started doing this. Yeah. And like it is at the moment with us having to build our studio. Hmm. You know, so we, we, we totally get that. It's doing well. Doing well. We're getting there. However, there was a purpose to the pushback. Destiny intervened, and then they were introduced to a good friend of ours, Stacy, in late 2017. Knowing Stacy was truly the missing piece, they invited her to join them. Stacy adopted Sarah, Mika, and I when we first joined Jimmy Church's Fader family midway through last year, and has been a dear friend ever since. We started to follow the maidens as our friend in it, uh, was in it. But we were thoroughly blown away by the chemistry of the ladies. And between them, honestly, there is such a connection and it just works. And now the ladies have become pretty much part of our lives, haven't they? 
Yeah. We love the ladies. We love the show. The guests are brilliant. And especially when they do the live shows. I mean, anything can happen, and it normally does. And that's why we love it, because it's decent and it's pure. So if you haven't, please go over and check out the Multiverse Maidens. They're available on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And honestly, ladies, keep doing what you're doing because you guys rock. You blow it out the water. You really, really do. And honestly, I can't get enough of you. Mm-hmm. So, that's it for this week's show. Yeah, I think we've done well. I think we've done all right. I mean, we bombed a couple of times. Yeah. I've seriously got to have a word with this technology. No. It's either that or I'm going to have to get my pen back out and start writing again. Don't worry, I'll beat it up with you. It's going to be great. If I start writing again, I'll be like a little old like Victorian dude sat down yeah. at my desk in candlelight with my fountain pen writing shows just like I used to. Hang on, here we go. Right, I'm already on it. Let's go. So, don't forget, folks, this show is brought to you in association with PMGGoods.com, cosmic clothing for our community by a member of our community. We really hope you've enjoyed the show and, you know, we haven't bombed out too much because it's uh, it hasn't been easy, has it? No. And, you know... Getting out to you late, I again, I feel so bad for it. So, from me, Jimmy Pearson, and from my co-host, Mika Pearson. It's a good boy. See you later, folks. Bye. Bye.